0: And welcome back to Cutting Chai Stories. I'm your host, Jayati Bora. And today's episode is going to be an interdisciplinary exercise of sorts. Because today we have a very special guest with us, Raquel Keller. Some of you may recognize her name because one of my prompts from an episode in season one was actually inspired by her writing. Uh, If you remember that prompt, it was to write a story inspired by a color. Raquel is a multidisciplinary artist whose works include painting, drawing, printmaking, photography, and assemblage. And her imagery is inspired by her collection of natural specimens and vintage objects. She also teaches art and she's a current artist in residence at the Greenbelt Community Center in Maryland here in the U.S. I wanted to have Raquel on the show because as part of my monthly writing challenge in July, I had committed to writing one original thing a day and posting on social media. But as I began to do it, other people began joining in in the Cutting Chai Stories Facebook group of which Raquel is a member. You know, you can go look up the other pieces that came out of that by joining the group. But Raquel was one of the people who participated and she did the most wonderful thing. She decided to write a poem a day that was inspired by colors, by the color palette. And some colors were familiar to me, like ochre or crimson, but I'm not an artist. And some of them I'd never heard before, uh, like Rose Madder, which is actually the poem I'm going to ask her to read today. Being an artist, she would not just put the words on the page, but she would lay out the words on top of an image. And she always managed to find the most beautiful pictures that paired so perfectly with the imagery contained in her words. Um, and I'm going to share the image on social media so everybody can see it. But welcome to the show, Raquel, I'm so glad to have
1: you. Well, thank you so much, I'm very happy. I'm, v- I'm beyond honored to be, be here, so thank you very much.
0: So Raquel, why don't you start us off with a reading of Rose Matter?
1: Okay, Rose Matter, Hot Red Circles of Chaos. Pinched to life, making dead white blush with fever. Blooms burst open, bright and glassy eyed, petals quiver imperceptibly, tiny birds about to take flight.
0: And the image behind that is a close up of red poppies in a field, and you can actually see their petals opening up in the wind. Notice how Raquel compares the colors to pinching one's cheeks to put color in them but she describes it as pinched to life. And she reinforces that idea by calling it not just white, but dead white. And that's a perfect segue for asking you how you are so able to perfectly capture the essence of a color in your writing. I mean, you did it not just with this, with, with so many colors. I, I remember the one you did about blueberries and about, uh, I think you called it spring green or sap green. and. Uh-huh. Um, you know, how are you able to capture the essence of a color?
1: So when I was in college, I did take writing courses every semester because I thought that it was very important to be able to articulate what it was because a lot of, a lot of artists are simply visual. So, and so when I read, I get visual pictures. I like a story that sort of takes you down the lane. Like, I don't want to be rushed when I read. I want the images to kind of bloom forth. So I have my own little secret symbolism of the colors and what they represent. And so I think it's interesting, like when you say about the, um, like the dead white. So I'm a big fan of Victorian Gothic kind of things. So the dead white being like pinched to life is, is sort of a reference of a material that was used to, um, and I'm going to use air quotes that you all p- probably can't see, but beautify the wearers, which actually turned out to be quite bad for them and unhealthy.
0: Wow, so you have like secret messages that only artists can decode.
1: <laughs> Good creative has like a a, a lovely little subtext that, that maybe they only know about. Um, you know, like a, like I, I think it's always in, interesting. <laughs> They put the disclaimer in a book like, and just, just to be clear, this isn't any real person. And, and the, the thing is, is like, I'm betting some characteristics of, and that is based on somebody real.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you have,
1: I think everyone has that creative sort of subtext.
0: That's awesome. So clearly your art inspires your writing, but does it work? Ever the other way around? Does writing ever inspire your art?
1: Oh yeah, 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 definitely. Um, Poetry especially. like When I see a good line in a book, even prose, I will underline in my books different sentences that I want to use as potential titles for pieces because I'm like, I will never match that. I will never match that mastery of the language. And, and so, yeah, so it does influence me the other way as well.
0: Do you have any tips for the rest of us non-artists on how to see color or not just color, but to notice the world through an artist's eyes? Because I feel so much of writing can be uh, rooted in observation. Because if you're not paying attention to the world around you, it's really hard to describe it. And I say it again and yeah. again. It's also looking at it with that particular gaze that, Artists have that no, not all of us do.
1: Yeah, and I, I I think the the first thing I would say is slow down. One of the best exercises I could say for anyone to do, and as museums are opening up a little bit more now, and you can you know you can actually access some of these pieces. But you can do it with stuff that's in your own home. If you have artwork in your own home, just stop and actually look, because I think what happens is human nature is to simply categorize stuff so it's like let's process it let's process it very quickly and 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 put a name to it and I think it's I call it my lizard brain I think it's like an old you know like thing of like survival like you make assumptions and so you'll go and you'll look at a painting and you'll be like oh the background's blue but if you if you really stop and you look there may be a little bit of green in there. There may be a little bit of brown in there. And, and so, cause I always talk to my students about like the, the beauty of an active background. And the way to really see that at play is to stop and look at that background. Um, you can see it a lot in um, like Sargent's work. You'll see very active brush strokes and movements and colors. Uh, there's a painting. It's at the Phillips Collection. And, and I know the subject of the painting is, her name is Mabel Benson because I did a little write-up on it. And I think, it, I think the guy's name is Walt Kuhn. It's K-U-H-N. The background looks completely gray. But if you walk up to it, you can see that it's very active. It's not a flat background.
0: No, no, that's a great tip. So simple, and yet I think it can lead to such richness. You know, that leads me to ask, and I'm sorry I'm putting you on the spot, but um, I asked Raquel if she could share a writing prompt for my listeners, and she has one, but I wanted to add on a second one based on what she just said, which is, do you have an image in mind that we could look up online? that could inspire us. Maybe it's one of those active backgrounds you were talking about. Maybe it's the Walter Kuhn. Maybe it's something else. Maybe it's something of yours. And, and what would be the prompt associated with that image to inspire poem or prose? He's
1: my art hero, but not for his finished pieces. It's for his preparatory dar- drawings. His name is Gustave Moreau. He's probably from like the late, you know, 1800s. French, abstracts, preparatory drawings and you will see basically what I consider the father of modernism like it is mind-blowing to me that these were created at the time period they were made
0: the with the writing prompt from that just be to just to be inspired by that or is there anything in particular that can I can I make something really crazy like uh
1: like write write about a a French time traveler sure Okay, because <laughs> because it it is like when you when you see the abstract work, your mind will grapple with the the, the time period it was made made in.
0: It's very esoteric and also out there, and I love it. <laughs> Sometimes we need to be pushed out of our comfort zones. <laughs> That's a peek inside my brain, <laughs> <laughs> and I'll I'll put all the names in the show notes for you, and then finally I will allow you. To, uh, to share the writing prompt you had prepared.
1: <laughs> this is my more sane prompt. So you can, you can choose whichever prompt you like. So I think it would be wonderful for people to write a short story or a poem about one of your favorite things from childhood. And you get bonus points
0: if you're able to pair
1: it with an image.
0: Ooh, I like that one. And if you do share it on social media, remember we have a Facebook group also called Cutting Chai Stories or share it on Instagram and tag me and I'll repost it. Yeah, that's that's so inspiring. That's like pushing us to, you know, to marry those two mediums and I love Mm -hmm. it. Speaking of pairing two mediums, I wanted to um, let everyone know that I've just started on Instagram a collaboration with a street photographer from Mumbai. His name is Harsh and he goes by h-e-r-s-h dot i-m-g. We started collaborating with his images and my words. And I saw um, a photograph that he had posted of a library, like a dusty old library. I think it was in Chennai in the south of India. And I was so inspired by it. I wrote a short story and I just sent it to him and he loved it sort of grew and became this thing where I was inspired by his images to write stories. And then he looked at stories that I had already written and then found images from his archive. And what was so amazing and and challenging about that was that he would interpret the stories so differently than, you know, the pictures that I had in my mind. And he was really challenging me to you know, maybe look at a tiny piece of what I had written and take it in a whole new direction. And it was really um, a period of creative growth, I feel like, for both of us. So that's out on Instagram. It's called Backscatter. Uh, Thank you, Raquel, so much for being here with us today. It was so much fun. My pleasure. (laughs) Thank you for the peek inside your brain and like pushing (laughs) us to be multidisciplinary, just (laughs) like you.
1: Um, My pleasure. Like,
0: I'm looking forward to
1: seeing what everybody does. (laughs) Me too.
0: (laughs) Me too. I can't wait. That's it for today. until we meet next Thursday, stay warm with a cup of chai.